Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are here with us in this part today. And I thank you, Father, that as we hear your word, that our hearts are open to receive your word. And I thank you, Father, that you are flowing through this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys may all be seated right now. And I'm going to introduce to you Miss Casey. How do you like to be uh, referred to? Miss Casey. Miss Casey is going to start, start us off with the teaching today. All right, good morning. Well, I'm going to do the same thing that I do in kids' church. Oh, I'm going to, I don't get it. We're good. And uh, I'm going to make sure that you guys are all nice and awake and nice and loud. So this is going to be an interactive thing just so we're all prepared. So let's try that again. Good morning, church. Good morning. All right, all my kids' church knows that I'm going to do that one more time because that was still a little weak. So let's try that one more time. Good morning. All right, I think we're awake now. I think we're starting to warm up a little bit and those that are in the sun <laughs> there's still room in the sun over here for anyone that wants to join us so this morning we get a privilege uh, to be in the park and I had the awesome privilege to be able to start us off with our lessons today so today we actually are starting the days of creation which is pretty exciting because it's the beginning and we know that it is found in the book of Genesis and Genesis is what book of the Bible my friends the first book. All right. So we're all on the same page. So we're going to start at the very, very beginning. On day one, Estelle, come on up and help me. All right. And on day one, we have day one. So everyone hold up day one. Hold up a finger. All right, adults, you can hold it up too. Come on. Stand right, right here in front of me. Hold it right there. So everybody can right here in front. There we go. All right, day one. Here we go. On day one, he created. He said, let there be light. And there was light. So now we have light. And now we have darkness. On day one, let me see one. All right, and let me see a thumbs up. All right, okay, come on. There's still something. Let's go. There we go. All right, everybody say, it is good. It is good. All right, so day one, we got the light and the darkness. On It is good. On day two, Olivia, come here. No? All right. Ben, come on up. All right, Ben's going to hold my number two. On day two, God decided that he, let me see your two. All right. And God decided that he needed to separate the waters from the skies. So on day two, he separated, and we have a two. And it, God said it was good. good. All right. And it is good. All right. Kaysen, come on up here, dude. You can be my day three. On day three, you want to hold that for me? You guys get nice and close. There we go. There we go. And day three, let me see your three. Oh, we're getting better participation. I love it. All right, on, on day three, God decided that he needed to make some the land. So he made the land. And in the land, he made these beautiful trees and the plants in the land. And he said it was? Good. Go. I love it. I love it. We're getting better. We're getting better. All right. Who do we got? Let's see here. Carter, come on up here and grab this one. All right, we got day four. Now, I find it interesting that we already have the land, we have seas, we have the sky. But on day four, let me see your four. Four. On day four, we have now God said, you know what? I want to beautify this. So that's what the day he decided that he made the sun and the moon and the stars. And that is when we started to be able to have um, calendar days and we had yearly days and we were able to track time and it wasn't until then that we were able to do that and he created the sun and the moon and the stars we marvel at those i'm sure every day all right graceland come on up here 
All right, and on day five, let me see five. Oh, you are all, see? You guys are on top of it. First, we have to say that it is good. All right, I'm glad you guys are on top of it. And on day five, we have the fish and the, and the birds. Let me see your five. Five, all right. So we have our fish swimming in the sea, and we have our birds in the air flying around. And God said it was? Good. All right, Xander. All right, and on day six, now everybody knows, let me see now. Six is actually like signed like this, thanks to Miss Loretta that we all know. So if you want to do six in sign language, it's like this. So everybody say six. All right, and on day six. Now on day six, God created all the living animals, all the things that we see, including the mosquitoes. But God created all the things that are living on the land. And he also created Adam. He created Adam to take care of everything that was on, and he take care of things. And he said, Adam is not good to be alone. So he created Eve. And Adam and Eve lived together in harmony, and they lived together on the land. And he said, not only was it good, but it was? Very good. All right, I think that's a two thumbs up. All right, let me see everybody's two thumbs up. Let's try that again. And it was very good. Awesome job. All right. And Lila, we got day seven. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. And on day seven, what did he do? He rested. He rested. And we all know that if God rests and takes a day for rest, then it is important. So day seven, like this. All right, we're on day seven. Good job. All right, so your ring finger should be down touching your finger. There we go. All right, so on day seven, he rested. And it is so important for us, even us now, to know that it is important for us to take a day of rest, right? It is important for our bodies. It is important for our minds. It is important for all every part of us. If God rested, we know that as humans, we are definitely not even close to God, right? And God made man in his image, and he made each and every one of us, right? He made us all in his image which is super awesome because we know that even though I am different than Estelle or I am different than Ben, we were created still in God's image and every single one of us is created for some purpose and for a destiny, right? All right, amen. Okay, give me back all your dying. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, hey. All right, thank you. Actually, Andrew, can you grab these? They don't blow away. All right. It's behind you. All right, so I'm gonna need some help here. I'm gonna need some help. Oh, I think Josh and James, can you guys come help? And Emily, is Emily over there? Can she come help? Come on, Emily. All right, and let's see who else we have, we have over here. All right, come on up and help. Come on the way to the back, come on up here and help. All right, we are, yeah, come on up. <laughs> She's coming. All right, we have here. We have our four boxes. So each, each one of our kids' church classes, we always have a big idea. And every, every class is a little bit different if we have a big idea over the same theme. And our big idea today is made up on these boxes. So I need you guys to try to put these boxes in order for me to try to think of what the big idea could be. Oh, okay, you gotta, look, you gotta tip them down so everybody else can see. Tip them down. There we go, God makes things good. Oh, we're so close. We're so close. Put it this way, babe. Yeah. All right. Well, if this is the way, we have a punctuation in, this, in the wrong spot. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
All right, switch them around. There we go. <laughs> Good job, Aubrey, right there. Good job, put it down. Yay! Right there, yep, make God makes. Good. All right, thank you guys. Thank you for helping. All right, go sit down. Thank you guys. All right, good job. All right, so God makes good things. We're gonna say it together, ready? God makes good things. Oh, one more time. God makes good things. And isn't that so true, right? God makes good things. Everything he made, he said was good. Even us, we are very good. But everything we have, so that means that when we see things that we think is awful, or we think that things are terrible, or we're just having a rotten day, if we're having a rotten day, did God give us a rotten day? Because God gives us good things. That's right. And if we are going about our day and we just think, man, I am just so silly. Or I just, I am not good. And I am not pretty. And I am not this. And I am not that. Is that, is that God telling me those things? No. Because why? God makes good things. And for all you parents out there, I want to just got to encourage you guys right now to know that you are given an amazing duty, an amazing thing to raise your children. And your children are good gifts from God. Even on the days that you are weary and on the days that you don't think you can make it, you just got to go back to that promise that God gives you good things and good, those are gifts from the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to have Mr. Larry come up next to do our scripture. Yeah, let's hear it for Miss Casey. All right, seven days of creation, it's awesome. Our scripture today, are you listening? Pardon me? Are you listening? Do you think you're listening more than the adults? Okay, how about the adults, are you listening? The parents, are you listening over there? How about the parents over here? Are we listening? All right, a little weak over on this side. All right, here's our scripture for today. Everybody got your Bibles out? Did we all bring our Bibles? Okay, well, it's good. I got it right here. All right. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the word was God. Got an echo in the audience here. I love it. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was nothing made. What were all these good things that he has made for us? In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, does that scripture sound a little bit similar to what we heard this morning in the beginning? Where else did we hear in the beginning? Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God did some things. One of the things that he did was that he made light. And that brings me to a couple other scriptures that I have, and that he is the light. He's the light of my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. And we should all know this one in Psalms 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
And it's a good thing that we have a light onto our path. And I'm going to say this again, that when we have light, God has made some things. And one of them was the sun. And I'm thankful today that we have the sun out here because it is what? Warming up our space. Amen? All right. My last scripture, Proverbs 6, 20 to 23. My son, obey your father's godly instruction and follow your mother's life-giving teaching. Fill your heart with their advice and let your life be shaped by what they've taught you. Their wisdom will guide you wherever you go and keep you from bringing harm to yourself. Their instruction will whisper to you at every sunrise and direct you through a brand new day. For truth is a bright beam of light shining into every area of your life, instructing and correcting you to discover the ways to godly living. And so we're thankful for God's scripture today that he brought us light. The light has brought us heat. And today we are also going to bring light into people's lives as we go into baptism. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Sherry and Pastor Brian. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. The kids actually refer to my parents as Oma and Opa because uh, that's that's what uh, Grandma and Grandpa is in in Dutch. So the kids refer to them as that. And so thank you, Opa, for that. We appreciate it. Um, so you guys have learned now. We've learned on the days of creation and just how God created all things and how we have been created in that. And God creates good things. And then we have heard how um, you know moved to the New Testament where God came and Jesus came here to Earth and that, you know, in the beginning, the word was here with us. And so here we have now that we are, have now been made new creations in Christ Jesus. And I want to start with a scripture. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. And now we have an opportunity as new uh, creations in Christ to be able to live our life for God and to be able to let our lives reflect what God has done on the inside of us. Amen? Amen. You know, one of the things that's really nice about being out here with only one microphone is I don't have to worry about Pastor Sherry, you know, just jumping in. Hold and, on a second. You know, trying to, you know, take over. All right. You know, so I'm, uh, I'm going to hang on to this microphone for my dear life uh, for a moment. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're talking about new creations, but, you know, as God created us all very much in the beginning there, you know, we had Adam and Eve in the earth. How many have heard of that term, Adam and Eve, in the Garden of Eden? Do I have any anybody aware? There we go. All right. So, you know, what happened is, you know, we, we hear about very early on in, in creation that there was something called the fall of man that took place in the Garden of Eden. And this is, you know, really where they, they broke the divine law of God. You know, God had said, you know, do not eat of that particular tree. You know, you can eat of everything else, but don't eat of that one tree. And you know what we had to do as humans? We ate of that tree. How many, how many have ever done those things before? You know, we were just like, that one thing that I shouldn't do, I do. Right? You know, Paul talks about it all the time in the New Testament. He says, you know, the one thing that I don't want to do, I always find myself doing. And, you know, I just cycling, you know, doing these things over and over again. But what happened was, is that brought on the fall of man. Okay? And, and the fall of man 
basically what it did is it brought in separation from God. We were created to be in relationship with God, the Father, and with the Son and the Holy Spirit. And when, and when the fall of man came in, it separated us from God. And that's what we know is something called sin. Okay, and so a lot of people always, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, what do I need to be saved from? They always talk about all these different things. And really what happens is, is that God's plan is to be with you and be relation and be in relationship with you. But when sin comes in, it separates you from being in relationship with God. It draws, it puts a wedge in there. And when that wedge is there, how many, you know, you, you feel distant? Like, you know, if you ever sin in your life, you know, do you really feel close to God during that moment? No, you feel separated, and that's because we that's what sin does. We got the Canadian Canada geese, you know, flying over right now. They're agreeing. They're, agreeing. They're in agreement. <laughs> they were saying amen in, in, in Canada goose language. No, so <laughs> So anyways, so we get this sin that comes in and it separates us from God. So right away, God actually said, had, you know, it says in God's word that you have to, there's a price to be paid for sin. And that price is, is actually blood, right? Because life is in the blood. And so what ended up happening is he slew an animal. He gave Adam and Eve coats of, you know, coats of animal skin in, in the garden. And then we see all of this through the Old Testament, all these sacrifices that were made to, to be able to make atonement for sin. Okay. And then John the Baptist is out there baptizing in the Jordan River. And what does he say when he sees Jesus appear? He says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And what happened in that moment, it was a revelation that Jesus was the perfect Lamb of God who took away our sins. He was going to be sacrificed and his blood shed once and for all so that you and I, you know what, can come back into relationship with God the Father. And that's really what ends up happening is, is that there's a hole, you know, in, inside, right, where we are longing for that relationship with him. And when we're missing it, right, we feel empty. But Christ came along so that we can have that feeling, you know, that not to say that feeling, but Christ residing within us, right, in communion with him when we get this sin taken care of through the process of salvation, right? And then, see, I told you I'm going to hand this mic as long as I can. In the New Testament, they said, believe, repent, and be baptized. And so that's kind of where we're at right now is we want to become new creations, but we also want to talk a little bit about baptism. That's right. And so I didn't think he was going to give me that microphone back. I thought he was going to preach the whole message. <laughs> but today, actually, we want to talk about how, you know, Jesus is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. You guys know that's what Jehovah Jireh means. It means that he provides for us. And he knew he knows the needs that we have way before we even need those things. So when we get to the point of needing something, he's already taken care of it and he's already made a provision for it. And we just have to encounter the time that comes comes where that provision happens. But he is Jehovah Jireh. And he knew that there would be a need for a, a, a spotless lamb to be able to take away the sins of the world. And so he made that provision well before the world even began. And so he had a plan that Jesus Christ was going to die on the cross because he was going to be that spotless lamb for us. And when Jesus came here um, to the earth, he was spotless. There was no sin found in him at all. And so he was that provision for us so that we could have an opportunity to have a relationship with God the Father. And so because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, we now have that opportunity to have that relationship and that personal relationship with God the Father. And so here we are today, and then it ends up being 
Jesus dies on the cross. He's buried. He, he goes in the tomb. He fights. Uh, sorry, I'm eating my hair here. He fights the, the enemy, and he brings back the keys of the kingdom. So he's conquered death, hell, and the grave for us. This is good news. He's conquered it for us so that the life that we live today, that we could live a life unto him and that our, we can have that relationship with him. And so when Jesus died on the cross, after he died, he came back and he appeared to the disciples and he said something to them. And he gave them what we know as today as the Great Commission. How many have ever heard that, that term, that phrase, the Great Commission? How many know what the Great Commission is? the Great Commission, he said, I want you to go out into all the world and I want you to preach the good news of how, what Jesus did on the cross. Let everybody know that there is an opportunity for them to have a relationship with God the Father. And so he said this, I want you to make this your life's purpose. And so if you're ever wondering as a Christian what your life's purpose is, I'm going to tell you right now, your life's purpose is to go out into all the world and to preach the good news of how Jesus Christ came so that we could have life. And and have life more abundantly. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, so as as the word of God unravels, which God itself is the word, right? As it unraveled before us, right? There's this whole process says, you know, where it talks about repentance, it talks about salvation, it talks about baptism. And so when when the day of Pentecost came, right, that was what happened. Peter went out and he was preaching the good news message as part of that great commission. Right? How many are here today as part of that great commission that someone shared the good news to you that you can be back in relationship with God the Father? That's that's what it's about. And so I want to talk here just a moment on Actually, whoa, here we go. If I can use this here piece of paper for a moment. It says here, <laughs> baptism, right? It actually comes from the word baptismo, baptismo. Can you guys say baptismo, right? And it really it talks about even just immersing in, in, into the water, right? You know, it's not just like some sprinkling of, you know, different, you know, things on top of the head. It's actually submerging somebody completely into water. And really what was significant about baptism, even back in the day, why they said, you know, repent, believe, and be baptized, is, is that what happens in, in baptism is, is that you identify as a follower of Jesus Christ, okay? And that's really important because it, it says even it's a public declaration of it. And really that's what happens. So when people get baptized, they become the follower of that person and their teachings. And so we believe that, obviously, that the Word of God, which is the Holy Bible, right, is God's Word to us and instructions. And it has in there the teachings of Jesus. And so when we get baptized, what's taking place is, is that we are identifying, hey, I want to be a follower of Christ. As a follower of Christ, that's labeled a Christian. And as a Christian, I'm going to submit to the teachings of of Jesus Christ. And that is really, uh, in, in essence, what the primary part of what takes place in baptism is, is, is a public identification of saying, hey, I want to be a Christian and follow Christ. So one of the main things that has to happen in order to be baptized is you have to be able to repent of your sins because that's the first thing you need to do. And how many know, you know, as Pastor Brian's saying, we don't, we don't baptize babies, we don't just sprinkle on water because we don't believe that babies can understand the difference between right and wrong and therefore repent of their sins. So in order to be baptized, you have to be able to understand the difference between right and wrong and be able to make a conscious choice to be able to repent of your sins. And when we're talking about repentance, we're not just talking about a 
one day we say, you know what, I'm sorry, I repent of my sins, I've sinned, I've done wrong, and now I'm just going to live my life now how I'm going to live my life. Repentance is a lifestyle that we're meant to live, and it's something that we're meant to incorporate into our everyday lives as Christians. We all miss it. The Bible says that we've all sinned and come short of God's glory. And so as we are walking out our Christian lives, we need to adopt the mentality and the lifestyle of repenting because we know that we miss things all the time. How many of you guys have missed things in your life? Do we have any perfect people out here? Anybody? <laughs> we have one, two. We got a few perfect people and I want to talk to you guys afterwards to find out how, how to be perfect in this world. But no, so we need to live a lifestyle of repentance. And so we believe that there, you have to understand the difference between right and wrong. And when you get baptized, what happens is that a change takes place. And so when you go down into the waters of baptism, we believe that we completely submerge you. So when for all those who are getting baptized today, we're going to go down to the lake after this. And as we go down to the lake, what's going to happen is we're going to bring you all the way under the water and then bring you all the way back up. And as you're going under the water, what's happening is you're identifying with Christ's death, his burial, and his resurrection. So as you go under the water, you're leaving the old man, the man who wanted to sin, the one who was inclined to do things that were not right, and the things who were, you know, for, for the kids, for those who are maybe, um, you know, want to fight with your brother or your sister or do things that maybe take an extra cookie from the cookie jar or something like that. And so as we are going down into the water and you're going underneath, you're leaving that old person under the water and you're being resurrected unto new life. And now you have the very life of Jesus Christ on the inside of you. And you're identifying with his resurrection. And he came to give you life and life more abundantly. It is. One of the th there's, there's another thing that I want to, you know, how many are familiar with? I got all the kids here. Have mom and dad, is there a scripture they always use for you? It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Have you ever, have you ever, have your parents ever, how many parents have ever used that scripture, you know, on their children? I can tell you that my parents definitely did. Uh, you know, uh, it, it was probably one thing that they took the Bible and, you know, I'm just, <laughs> but, but the reality is, is that there's an act of obedience when we do, when we submit ourselves into the waters of baptism. And Jesus, when he actually came and he got baptized by John the Baptist, you know what happened was is that he didn't need to repent of any sins because he was sinless. He was, he was God. But he did it as an act of obedience, right, to God the Father and an example to us as to what he was going to ask us to do also to follow in the waters of baptism. And so it's really important that we understand that when we get baptized, we're, we're walking out in baptism. You know, when it takes place, there's also, there's a few things that take place in it, is, is that sometimes there's these immediate changes, okay? You have an immediate change. And when you have an immediate change, when you go in the waters, we've seen people go in, you know, who've had cancers or, or different um, ailments in their bodies, and they go into the waters of baptism, and they come out and they're healed. Or, you know, my, my daughter, I like to tell, you know, she went in and she had, you know, these warts. How many, you know, she had warts on her feet that just would not go away. You know, she went for treatment after treatment, and, and I just remember that she went into the waters of baptism. She believed that she was going to be healed. And so she went in, she came out, and the next day they had all dried up off of her feet. And she was completely healed and they never returned. And that's the type of stuff that takes place in the waters of baptism is the power of God. Addictions break off of people's lives. People get set free. And that is what is the change that takes place on the inside. Sometimes then what happens is you see a progressive change, you know, and when there's a progressive change, it's like something, it starts today, 
but it materializes a little bit now over the next few weeks. It materializes over the next few months. It's like, you know, even a baby growing on the inside, right? You know, it starts on day one, but it takes months and months and months before you see the fruit of everything that's taking place with that. And these are parts of what takes place as transformation of your life, both immediate and progressively throughout the rest of your days. That's right. And so today we're going to give you guys an opportunity. One of my favorite scriptures, I don't know what it is, but says, what are we waiting for? Let's get up and be baptized. Now, how many people do we have today that are going to be getting baptized? Raise your hand. Hey, we've got a few. We've got quite a few kids that are actually being baptized. So I'm excited about that. This is exciting. Yes, especially starting them off young this way, where we are teaching and instilling the word of God into their lives. So I want you guys all stand with me. We're going to pray right now. And... Uh, we're going to go through um, just a prayer. So I want you guys just to repeat after me for a minute. It says, Father God, today I recognize that I have sinned, and, I, and as a sinner, I have broken my relationship with you. I acknowledge today by faith that Jesus is your son, that he died on the cross, and shed his blood for my sins. I also believe that he rose again from the dead, defeating death, which he completed when he died on the cross for me. I choose to receive forgiveness by faith, and I thank you, Lord, that I will now walk out my Christian faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I just want to, yes, just give, give God some praise right now. Amen. And I just want to take a moment. I just want to pray Jehovah Ori, the Lord our light, you know, as, as Opah was talking earlier and he was, you know, talking about Jesus being the light to our path, lamp unto our feet and light unto our path. That is Jehovah Ori. And that means the Lord our light. And so I just want to pray that as you guys go about your day today, tomorrow, the rest of this week, next week, next month, next year, into your entire life, that God's light shines on your pathway, shows you the way to go, and that you're able to walk freely in God's grace. Amen? So, Father, today I thank you that you are Jehovah Ori, the Lord our light. I thank you, Lord, that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And today we choose to know your word. We choose to dive into your word and let your heart just take root. Uh, your word take root in our heart today, God. I thank you that you are shining the way before us, Father, that you are lighting the way and that we are able to walk freely in your grace on a daily basis, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you have given us grace to go through today, that you have given us grace to go through tomorrow, and you have given us grace to go through the rest of our life, Father. I thank you, Lord, that since we are here on this earth, that you have chosen us for a plan. I thank you, Father, that we are here by divine purpose, and I thank you, Lord, that you are showing us what you have done on the inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I just want to just encourage those, even if you're out here the first day 
and you have never, you know, you know, surrendered your life over to Jesus. You've never, you know, you weren't here even anticipating that you were going to get baptized. But I just want to extend that invitation out to you right now that, you know, you can surrender your life over to God. You know, that missing piece that you've been looking for. Come see us. Come talk to us. And if you want to get baptized, we're going to go down in just a moment. We're going to be baptizing people. And so this is a great way that we can encourage on fellow believers. You guys with me? on this. So I just want to just let you be aware that this opportunity is not just reserved for those, you know, who signed up in advance. This is an opportunity that's available for every individual at any moment. We can walk down and baptize you down in the river uh, today. We, we want you to understand what are you doing? You're submitting into the teachings and the followings of Christ and accepting him as your Lord and Savior. You guys, amen. Amen. So as we wrap up the service, in case you know, Pastor Sherry may have some other announcements, but I just want to let you guys be aware what we're going to do is as many of you as possible, we're going to leave some people up here you know, with, uh, with all of our stuff, but we're going to walk down to the beach immediately following the service, and we're going to encourage and we're going to uh, rejoice with those who are getting baptized this day. Amen. And those, um, you know, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to head on down there. And then after we finish that there, we're going to come up here and we got all, we're going to celebrate uh, the new life and being new creations today. We got lots of food. We got hamburgers and hot dogs and sausages. And so there's lots of things going on. And then for the children afterwards, there's going to be a whole bunch of uh, activities going on for the children, uh, I believe, from 12 o'clock until 1 o'clock today. So we're going to wrap up uh, the service if we can. I just want to wrap it up in prayer and bless everybody. Lord God, I just thank you that we have the freedom to be able to come out here and rejoice, Father, and celebrate being new creations. I thank you, Lord, that you are speaking to each and every person who's here. Lord, that you would bless them and that your favor would be upon them. I thank you, Lord, for those who are getting baptized today, that they are submitting their lives to you. And I pray, Father, that today will be a day of memory that will change their life forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So we're going to we're going to cut we're going to finish our uh, online audience and say goodbye. Sarah's going to do the And we're going to do baptism there. All right. There, so meet and we're going to meet everybody is going to head down to the beach. We're just going to meet over there and start walking down to the beach right now. So we'll hand this right over to Sarah. Yes, so I just want to say thank you for our online audience for joining us today. And we hope you have the best Sunday of your lives. We're really excited to be able to witness such an exciting day to be in the park, have some kids get baptized and some adults maybe too. Um, but if, like Pastor Sherry said, we're going to be doing activities later on this afternoon with our kids. So if you're joining us, you'd like to be part of that. It's not too late. We're at Seacliff Park in Leamington, Ontario. So we wish you the best Sunday of your life. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you um, tomorrow at the Lighthouse at 6.30. Have the best day of your lives.